As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is supported by patrons. You can find a full list of them in the description of this episode. Hello, hello, my listeners. This is Victor Doctor and Good Morning BSS World Podcast. Today with a special guest directly from Las Vegas. And my guest is Shelly Ryan. Hi, Shelly. Hey, Victor. How's it going? Very well, very well. To be honest, I still have in mind our meetings in Las Vegas two weeks ago, nearly two weeks ago, during the CXO 2022 conference, where you were a speaker and you were talking about blockchain in CX. In a moment, we will go deeper in that subject, but let uh, I will let you to introduce yourself to my listeners. So just tell us who you are. Yeah, I appreciate that, Victor. And I'm glad that you were able to join us back in Las Vegas two weeks ago. That's actually my third uh, CX Outsourcer event. We had Vegas, then we had Windsor, and then we came back to Vegas. So yeah, it's fantastic. A little bit about myself is I started as a technologist and then turned marketer and about 34 years in the contact center BPO space worldwide. I run an organization called the CX Blockchain Institute, and we help implement blockchain in call centers. So that's a little bit about me. I'm in Las Vegas, and like uh, you and I had talked about earlier, it's a little bit early in Vegas, but that's all right. Uh, I'm happy to be on the podcast today. Yeah, this is good to mention to our listeners that I am calling from Warsaw, where it's 3 p.m., and you are now in Las Vegas when it's uh, 6 a.m. in the morning. Yeah, a city that never sleeps, apparently. Yeah, especially Las Vegas. <laughs> you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, CX uh, Blockchain Institute, uh, yeah. which you, you are at. A mm -hmm. few more words about this institute. How did it start? What are you doing? Yeah, you know, uh, Victor, I was in Windsor and we were in a roundtable discussion about Omnichannel. And as a marketer, we always say Omnichannel works all the time. It's fantastic. It never fails. Well we're actually kidding ourselves. And so on the plane back, I'm thinking through how do you fix uh, omni-channel? And blockchain was my answer. And so in 2019, I founded an institute called the CX Blockchain Institute. We are located at the uh, University of Nevada, Las Vegas Technology Park here in Las Vegas. And a, a bunch of uh, different technology companies are in that technology park. And our main goal, uh, Victor, is to implement blockchain in the contact center because, my, like I said, my background is in technology. 
and a lot of our clients are in Silicon Valley. And a few years ago, they were talking about blockchain, implementing blockchain everywhere except the contact center. And as BPOs and your listeners know, a lot of times BPOs are the ugly stepchild of technology programs. We just don't get the budget. We don't get the attention. And so the contact center was never, ever discussed as an area where blockchain could benefit some of the processes and some of the administration and some of the agent uh, workflows. But as you know, and as all, all of we know in CX, it's the heart, the heartbeat of every single uh, organization. And so the Institute does four things. One is we come in and look at the organization through transformation audits, very similar to digital transformation audits when you're looking at customer journeys. We then see, hey, it could help here, here, and here. And then we implement it with our software uh, team where they're implementing blockchain to help with uh, workforce management, ERP and CRM and other things. And then I was involved heavily in the implementation of RPA through a very big, um, about $22 billion BPO worldwide throughout their organization and throughout their customer base. And what we found was that when we, you get to the site directors and the mid-market folks, they tend to sabotage technology programs. And so the other thing we offer, the third thing we offer is the training academy, helping them to understand how to market it, how to sell it, how to cascade it down to the agents, because as we know, they might sabotage it thinking that their job's gonna be eliminated. And quite frankly, just the opposite. We help them to retrain and reprogram these frontline agents that potentially they wouldn't have to stay on a call or a, a call center career. They could move into a blockchain career. And so we do that. But the most interesting thing out of everything that I just said is this. We have a very unique uh, certification program whereby we certify the contact center after we implement blockchain to make sure that they're blockchain ready. And we've been lobbying a lot of the procurement uh, folks, as well as some of those who are putting out RFIs and RFPs for 2023. And we believe that it's going to be another check the box that uh, BPOs have to get through PCI compliant ISO. We've got that. But the third one's going to be, uh, are you blockchain ready? So that certification process is an annual certification where we go by and certify them, give them the certification so that they have an additional qualification to differentiate themselves amongst the hundreds and thousands of BPOs worldwide. A year program. Yep. How many attendees do you have? Well, every, every year we go back to the BPOs and we certify them for being blockchain ready, because as you know, some things might change from a policy procedure, uh, training number of agents. And so we go back to their facilities and make sure that they're in compliance. And is this a program which is uh, like dedicated to the US based companies or it's worldwide? Worldwide. Do you have well, any stats which are comparing where is it, where it's the most popular? It, well, it depends on where the BPO is located. So a very good example is one that's in, in France and is very big uh, because of the T, you know, they've got a hundred, you know, lots of different sites. And so it's all over. We, we certify that as an entity. So it kind of depends on where they're located. 
Okay. Uh, you have recently issued such a document. I, <laughs> I, I, I am showing yeah. it now to those who will watch us um, on the YouTube, but those yeah. who only listen to us, you need to imagine that I do have a printed report which Shelly shared a few days ago. And uh, it was also a presentation which was used by you during the CXO 2022. Yeah. What did you focus on in this uh, publication? Yeah, so let me rewind about three years ago, uh, Victor. So in uh, 2019, when we founded the Institute, we wanted to go out and, and listen to the market because if they said, hey, we don't require blockchain, we would go, all right, no problem. But what we found was quite different. So in 2019, we did a market intel research report that asked uh, CX operators in the captive environment and then as well, BPOs, where would you see blockchain being most effective to fix your pain points, number one. Number two is uh, where do you have some issues and where blockchain could fit? And, and so we did that. It was a 2019-2020 report. Of course, then the pandemic happened. So we took a pause last year in 2021. We brought it back this year, 2022. And that report that you have there compares and contrasts the 2019-2020 report to 2022. And it's kind of interesting what we found. Yeah, so let's maybe go deeper a little bit into this. What was the most interesting part which has changed? You know, what's, what's changed most, um, most strikingly is this. BPOs and captive call center operators have gone from blockchains and kind of an interesting idea to in the next 12 months, I'm seriously considering implementing blockchain to do a few things. One is uh, help with omni-channel, as I said at the, at the top of the podcast, that it doesn't necessarily work as we say it does, or ideally blockchain can help bring very disparate systems, very disparate databases and areas within an environment into one a chain of data blocks. And so that was interesting. Second was interesting that compliance is a huge issue for BPOs worldwide. Why? Because now they've got a lot of, um, I think it's 60, 40, 60% of their agents now are working from home. 40% of the time they go back to the uh, brick and mortar environment. Well, work at home has challenges. Uh, data security is one of them. And complying with all the regulations from a data security perspective, blockchain just is another good example, good solution to help do that. I am so happy that you are mentioning this security element when it comes to the home office or work outside of the office, maybe we should call it like that. Right. I do underline it very often in here in Poland that it's so easy to move the work anywhere, but mm -hmm. to move the security anywhere, it becomes a challenge and for someone it is a huge challenge to be honest to to do that so okay well, here's, yeah. here's the point on that victor one is that when you have work at home agents hey look i believe that asians by and large are very uh happy to do their job they're trying to do their job they're trying to do their best but when they're at home data is in motion from their PC, their laptop to uh, uh, the cloud, there's going to be a breach. It's just a matter of when. And so blockchain can be very uh, instrumental. 
in pointing out the exact location where that breach occurred. And that's going to be important, uh, Victor, in 2023, as the world brings more data security, data breach uh, regulations to the forefront. I think the Biden administration here in the U.S. is is leading that. And what they say is this. Corporations have a smaller amount of time to tell the public, hey, your cell phone data has been breached or, hey, your uh your passport data that's up in the cloud now, that's been breached and some dude is taking off with your passport. I'm, I'm being facetious there, but they have a smaller amount of time to figure it out and to and then also to communicate it, but then most importantly, to mitigate it. So you say it, this is the change which comes in 2023? Yes. Whoa, this is the first time I, I hear it, to be honest. So, whoa, yeah. th th this this is really, really interesting. I'm looking very much forward, actually, to see more, let's say, um, regulations which which uh, touch this subject. Well, here's the here's the other thing that's interesting, Victor. I think it was Stephen Loin who talked about the metaverse. And I know Stephen, yeah. or, um, Stephanie Todd also mentioned about metaverse being the holy grail for contact centers as we look at new technologies coming down the pike. Metaverse cannot be the thing unless it's secured by something like a blockchain. Why? Because I don't believe here's three vulnerabilities that I think your listeners should take a take a pause and think if they have it secured. One is in 2023, we have to figure out how we protect three things. One is personal uh, digital identities, right? Because when we go into the metaverse, we're digital. <laughs> We're not like yeah. this. We are an avatar. Right? <laughs> the, the second is digital assets. As I mentioned a, a little while ago, passports, you know, stamping them, that's going to be gone. Uh, probably not in 2023. It might be 2025, but literally, you will not have a driver's license. You will not have a passport. Those assets are up in the cloud. And as we know, the cloud is is hundreds and thousands of computers all working together to solve something. Well, who knows where those computers are? So that's important. The last thing is right management. Who has rights to your digital identity? Who has rights to your digital assets? And that's important because, uh, and I'm gonna, not going to name the names, but certain really large corporations are lobbying to put your personal health records up in the cloud so that it's digital so that your doctor has just a, a moment no notice to pull it down from the cloud and it is out in the never never land that's a big issue i believe because that can be hackable and that is why blockchain now i'm not saying it's the end all be all and i'm certain that there are probably risks and uh, vulnerabilities with blockchain but it certainly goes a long ways towards tokenizing and passwords and give me the, the place where you were born and those, those kind of things. It's just not working anymore. Yeah, that, that's so right. So much right. We are now in such a transformation mode yeah, because we still have those paper documents or the plastic documents. Exactly. But for example, I don't know how it's in the US, but I also have my ID on my cell phone. Yeah, so and my driving license is also in the digital form. But uh, it is probably not as, uh, first of all, secure and as perfect as it might be in the coming months or, or, or years, probably, because this is rather a long term journey, technical journey be, well, in front of me, us. Yeah. Let me uh, let me compliment that. 
I just bought an electric truck. It, it runs on our solar power. The way I open it is with my phone. It's with my phone. Problem is that if I miss my phone, I lose my phone, they can open my truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there has to be some sort of checks and balances to the digital identity that's on the phone, uh, you know, paying for things, uh, saying that you are you, that sort of thing. I don't think we're there yet, but uh, you mentioned, hey, is the United States there with things like Apple Pay? I'll give you a good example. I'm not going to call them out, but we're at a bar. You're probably there in Vegas, and he's trying to pay with his Apple Pay. And they're looking at him like. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Do you have a credit card? And it says, no, it's on Apple Pay. <laughs> so yeah. uh, I don't think we're quite there yet. Yeah, we, we, we pay in here with our uh, watches, you know. Yep. There is the NFC inside. Oh, by the way. Anyway, let's move it uh, um, aside. One thing from your uh, report, because, okay, mm -hmm. you, we were talking about those blockchain impact on CX. That, that's yeah. fine. But in here, you've got also something what are the top factors to deploy in the next 12 months. Maybe let's focus on that a little bit. Yeah. So we uh, talked to both captive and BPOs. Uh, separated them. And we did this both in 2019 and 2020. And then we came back around in 2022 to compare and contrast. So I'm going to talk about the captive call center folks first. And three years ago, and I'm, I'm looking at my notes, so apologies if it. Sure, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so the, in the number one poll position was consistent omnichannel, which is exactly what we talked about in 2019 to say, hey, let's fix it. I think blockchain has some there there. In second place, it was give me the right data so that I can give it to the agents to shorten support requests. Obviously, that makes a ton of sense because I, I was an agent long ago. Uh, you know, uh, maybe 50 screens on one screen pop up. So I'm trying to figure out where am I going to go to get the answer. Blockchain can get you laser focused on the answer and get off the phone. And then cost reduction was in third place. And then as we talked about the same thing this year, uh, what was in first place was getting that data, that right data to the agent at the right time to shorten that support uh, request and then consistent omni-channel. But what was interesting this year is that the top factor to deploy blockchain in 12 months, the next 12 months for captive call centers was that they wanted consistent and instantaneous access. 
and first call resolution, that actually got up into a top one factor. So that's important because as you, you can probably see the theme here, right? Make sure everything is streamlined. That's the theme that we were seeing with the captive call centers to make sure that everyone is efficient. Efficiency is the name of the game. Doesn't have to be necessarily um, cost effective, but efficiency certainly rules. Now, let's talk about the BPOs three years ago. Governance was a pretty big factor for them. 22% said that they want governance and compliance because they were getting dinged. I, I, it's probably the same as in Warsaw as in Las Vegas is that it, it's a reality that you're gonna get probably spun up into a data breach. You just don't know when. It, it, it just happens. So BPOs largely have a lot of customer data. We all know that. And so compliance was super important to them three years ago. In second place was providing the agent with accurate data so they can do their job. Now, fast forward to this year, when we asked that same question, what's the top factor to deploy in the next 12 months? Governance was still a top one motivator. They really are uh, very laser focused with governance, partly because I believe some of this compliance and this regulation is coming down the pike in 2023 and they know it and they have to solve for that. Now, what's interesting is this year, as we'd asked the same question, a top one motivating factor for the BPOs in particular was, help me differentiate myself amongst the hundreds of BPOs, probably thousands of BPOs worldwide. And they recognized that blockchain could be a first mover advantage for them and being certified, that actually moved up as a top one motivator factor and helping them again just stand out from the crowd so those were the top factors that uh, both the captive call centers and the bpos told us were important to them and as we pause and just think through what they're saying to the us we can say i don't understand blockchain and forget about it i'm this is interesting and it's a little bit sci-fi that's fine i think we need to take a pause and listen to the market they are telling us what they need. And we as CX operators have to take a look at this and take action, especially in 2023. Yeah, come on, a few years ago, the bots, the chatbots were the sci-fi in the call contact centers. Right. Yeah? right. Yeah, the world is changing. <laughs> at the end of your presentation, you actually had a very nice paper with the top 10 CX blockchain takeaways. Mm -hmm. uh, and those are really, really interesting ones. So we are approaching to the end of our talk today, but Aww. maybe let's, let's go through that. Okay. <laughs> if you could also open this on your monitor and we can to deliver to our listeners and our view viewers, those 10 points, which actually are the CX blockchain takeaways. Well, I appreciate that. I am going to just rattle off a few of them. I, I'm not going to share my monitor, but feel free to share that with your with your listeners or post that. Here, let me rewind a bit because I want to thank uh, Genesis and GBS World for commissioning the research on behalf of the CX Blockchain Institute. Uh, they're a research house in South Africa, and we appreciate their help. Now, the methodology we used to research was this. We went out, as I mentioned, to the captive call centers, as well as the BPOs, 
but we also talk to about four or five different verticals. And I, I don't have time today to go through that with you, but that research is about 50 pages worth. We'll go through some of those verticals, which is pretty compelling to BPOs who are trying to go after those verticals because they could say, hey, I understand your pain points using our research and then proposing, if I, if I were selling, if I were a BPO, I would be selling this all day long, is to say, let's do a, a transformation and see where uh, technologies may fit within your customer journey. And it might just so happen that blockchain can fix this. But top 10 takeaways. What So one is, as I mentioned at the top of the call, is that folks are moving from, hey, it's an interesting idea to we're actually going to implement it. So that was my top number one, is that blockchain isn't just a sci-fi, as I mentioned, it's reality. And as I mentioned prior, is that a lot of uh, enterprises, particularly in the tech sector, and I'm talking about Silicon Valley, they were already talking about implementing blockchain around the call center, but not in the call center. And so now, you know, call center needs to step up and take a look at where blockchain could fit. There's a greater understanding of where it could fit, obviously, because our research is, is saying that they, they think omnichannel is a good spot. They think empowering agencies are, is a good spot. Uh, they truly believe that governance still plays a pretty big role in fixing some of the pain points that BPOs are experiencing now and probably into the future. So that is pretty compelling. And as you go into the verticals, we talk to the fintech and financial services and banking sectors, as well as insurance. And what they said was cybersecurity is a pretty bad, big issue. I come from the payments online banking software uh, organization and a field prior to founding a few businesses back in the early 90s. I was in uh, fintech when fintech was just a, a small little idea. Cybersecurity every day, almost every moment of the day, there's a hack and there's a there's there's they're trying to get, penetrate into your environment. So cybersecurity is pretty, pretty key for them to lock that down. And there are organizations that are already in pilot with JP Morgan and some other uh, Chase and some others. Blockchains certainly can help with real time transactions. And this is a pretty big key for the real uh, realist, not real estate, uh, the uh, retail and e-commerce industry. So supply chain, as we all know, is a huge issue during the pandemic and it's still not fixed. So real-time transaction to see, you know, where your dishwasher is, is it coming from Romania? Has it gotten to the UK? Is it in New York? It's pretty important and blockchain can see that along the way and help to keep custody of that transaction. And some folks might say, don't we already have that? We have it, but as the pandemic showed us, it's not working like it should. So let's move into healthcare. That was another uh, re, uh, vertical that we talked to. And as I mentioned previously, verifying the data, the ID, uh, some of the records, and keeping that in a custody of a block of data is important to healthcare as they move from physical records to in the cloud, to in the cloud, to something that's more secure maybe a, a cloud-based a blockchain, a private blockchain, specifically for that hospital or specifically for that clinic. And then telecom is the last one that we talked to. 
and they're all about web 3.0 which i don't know if your listeners know but web 3.0 is all about giving the rights back to the people web 2.0 was we don't have any rights they're gonna surveil us and you know all of your data is out there web 3.0 certainly wants to give us more power and that is more popular than ever in telecom where the device is you you are your device and 31% focus blockchain on a guaranteed data security and integrity uh fraud prevention uh benefit for telecom so that's that's pretty compelling as we as we close out the top 10 uh CX blockchain takeaways the one i'll mention as i as i conclude my thoughts on that takeaway is this blockchain is here it's just are we ready for it and how do we get ready for it we partner with those who have the implementation and the knowledge base as well as the subject matter experts to bring them in as part of our team and the institute does that with a lot of bpos around the world wow that was a package of information shelly one uh, additional question are there many such blockchain institutes or organizations who touch this subject worldwide or this is some kind of a unique thing which you do there are probably thousands of organizations who are doing something in blockchain there are organizations that are consulting like Deloitte and Accenture and IBM mm -hmm. actually has an individual program where I Shelly Ryan or you Victor can go be certified but that's the individual no one in the world is doing anything in the contact center specifically for the contact center and specifically at a price point that the contact centers can actually do something with so that was the reason why we thought it was instrumental to focus on the contact center environment the CX environment to have something a solution that speaks to them and given that i've spun up some professional consulting teams within the CX environment to look at IVR and ERP and CRM it only made sense to take that experience and transfer it into the institute as here's how we can implement it implement it and then give them something of value give the contact center that certification where they can differentiate them look i every day a bpo says make me different like well you're kind of the same <laughs> people process and technology everyone talks about that but now a handful of the bpos that have chosen to implement blockchain they can literally say i'm different oh yeah definitely yes if somebody wanted to get more about this what you do to what web page this person should go to yeah i appreciate that so that report that i read out and you have it's downloadable on our website and our website is cxblockchain.org and you can download that but also there's a variety of different research beyond that report as well as some best practices that call centers and and CX operators can take a look at to inform themselves educate themselves and heck we'll be happy to hop on a call and have a have a quick discovery session with them if they if they like that too you are also very active on linkedin so i guess that if somebody would like to get some more details they can drop to your linkedin page and 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 just get in direct contact with you yeah that's a good that's a good uh, point we're also on linkedin but also a gbs world has profiles we also have a profile there so feel free to go there 
And every time we get a review about the CX Blockchain Institute, we'll donate 10 bucks uh, to the organization Girls Who Code. So uh, just a motivating factor to go there as well. That's so nice. Shelly, it was absolutely a pleasure to talk to you. I'm so glad that we have met in, in Las Vegas. It looks like mm -hmm. something what happens in Las Vegas doesn't stay always over there, but you can take something out uh, of, uh, of from the city. So anyway, thank you very much. I will do my best uh, to uh, make sure that this podcast is quite widely distributed. And also I will add those links which we were talking uh, here about. So to your page, to your profile, so our listeners and viewers can have an easier way to get to more details about blockchain in CX world. But for today, I thank you very, very much. Thanks, Victor. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.